Hello, everybody, and welcome to another enthralling episode of Saints Radio. I hate to interrupt those of you who are absorbed in the impeachment hearings or whatever those things are that are going on now, but maybe you need a little bit of uh, reviving if that's the course that you were taking today. It really is good to be able to spend these minutes with you, and I I truly want to express my thanks to all of you for your continued partnership as saints in what God is doing throughout um, the nations and in throughout the world, really, because a lot of what, as you well know, we we are asked to do is is uh, ministering in the heavens, praying, spending time thank, thankfully before his throne. And um, I recognize that that takes a very special kind of commitment, and I, I bless you for it. Uh, today, uh, Monica is uh, with a family member who is having uh, a surgical procedure Actually, it's uh, the little baby that her niece, Alex, gave birth to, and we're believing that things are going well there, so that's why she is not here. Uh, We bless her, and we bless that procedure, and we bless everybody there, but we forge on here, and um, I wanted to make a, a couple of announcements about things that are happening. Um... First of all, um, at our at our church here in Dallas, we uh, we are doing something a little little bit unusual uh, for the remainder of this uh, year, and that is um, on each Sunday night, we're devoting time to pray for various theaters of operation, wherein um, we have active measures of ministry. And uh, this past weekend, we prayed for Brazil. uh, And uh, throughout the rest of this year, we'll be praying for, you know, for the Benelux countries, for France, for um, the African uh, nations, for, uh, we'll we'll interject India in there. And... um, but we're also going to be praying twice between now and the end of the year for our own country, particularly for the mission that's going to be uh, happening in uh, West Virginia and Ohio in the early to mid part of June. You'll be getting information about that. We're still in the formative state, but things are happening. And... Um, we're very excited about this divinely ordained um, mission. Uh, so what we're going to be doing with that, and an email is going to be sent to all the saints, is we're going to invite you to pray uh, for seven months on the, uh, on the last Sunday night of the month or the last weekend of the month, uh, which for us is the Peretz 
which is standing in the gap. And so in so many ways, our country is also our, um, our base of operation. You know, our, our Terrios here in the U.S. Um, are really appealing to God for a visitation in, in this land. And so um, we chose that time because we felt the Lord said to do it. And um, so each one of the months we'll, we'll dedicate to one of the seven spirits. And we'll begin this weekend with Spirit of Judgment and Burning, specifically because we want to address and to speak into the histemes, the deposits of the glory, the things that God is wanting to do, what he's ordained from the foundation of the world. <coughs> and um, we're going to be praying about that this weekend. Um, and it will culminate uh, with uh, truth and sonship um, and by the time we get to that, we'll be looking at going there. And we're believing that God is going to be uh, stirring up the hearts of intercessors uh, in, uh, in both of those states. I'm sure we'll even have some people coming from the Holy Land of Pennsylvania. You know, they, uh, that area, Pennsylvania, Ohio, West Virginia, is known as the tri-state area. I know other parts of the country say that, too. But... You know, that's that's what's known there because, you know, if you drive from the airport in Pittsburgh to go into um, East Liverpool, you're you're just crossing the river <laughs> from Pennsylvania into that beautiful city. If you come into West Virginia, you you uh, you enter the, the panhandle of West Virginia and then you go down into Morgantown. And so, you know, it's all closely connected in state lines, but also in spiritual deposits. And so we're believing for uh, a great, a great time there. Um, we're going to be meeting with intercessors in Morgantown and hopefully uh, blessing uh, them for what they need to be commissioned to do. Uh, we'll be going up to minister in East Liverpool and really undoubtedly meeting with intercessors there, ministering at a church there, doing some tactical warfare there as the Lord directs. And, you know, it's just going to be it's going to be a great several days. You'll hear more about it. But, um, you know, by at least by the beginning of the year, we'll have some some tactical things to tell you so that you can begin to plan but for now we're we're going to pray so um, that begins this weekend and again you'll be receiving something and if by next week at this time you haven't received it just reach out to us and we'll make sure that um, that we send to you what has been sent to everybody else uh, but basically what i just said to you is what this email will entail um, also, we are um, we're very much looking forward to um, what the new year is is going to bring uh, in this year of wisdom, and um, 
God has really been emphasizing and highlighting the connection between grace and wisdom in a way beyond what I can remember him saying. You know, truly God is a, is a great teacher. He, uh, he does line upon line with us, and it's in conjunction with where he has us. He doesn't, he doesn't seem to uh, spend much time talking about things that is, are not a part of what we're called to be doing. You know, he, he keeps focused, he keeps on target, and only he can do what he's done. And I'm always amazed by the way he has carefully tried to teach us. I only pray that we have been good students and good, good stewards of the, of the mysteries of God. Um, but, you know, this past Sunday was really interesting because in Sunday school class, <coughs> excuse me, Monica taught on wisdom. She had no idea that of what God was going to be speaking to me about or through me from the pulpit. In fact, she wasn't feeling well last week, so we really had very little contact with each other. So I came into Sunday school class and heard her teaching about wisdom, and I was blessed by that because I knew what God had put before me in regard to um, grace in the life of Solomon. And, um, you know, these lessons from the Word, as the Spirit guides us to them, they really do feed us concerning what we uh, what we're called to be doing now and they, they aren't just stories they aren't just biblical history they are a living narrative of the way people partner with God and so I was talking about why Solomon chose to go by the directive of the Spirit once David um, anointed him to be king and David passed, Solomon went to Gibeon. And why did he do that? I mean, Hebron was the place that kings were anointed. And Jerusalem, well, it was Jerusalem. You know, you had the tabernacle of David and you had, you know, the ark there and you had all the happening stuff going on in the city of David. And Solomon was directed first to go to to Gibeon. And, you know, we talked a little bit about the the history of the Gibeonites and, you know, really what this represented because the, uh, you know, the, the, the tabernacle of Moses was in Gibeon. They basically gave it to the Gibeonites to take care of. And the Gibeonites were, you know, they weren't slaves, but they were kind of second, second citizens. Um, and, you know, they were blessed. They were in the land of Benjamin. They, it seems that they were continually being maligned. And Saul did some things to them that really damned the people of God. And David had to, 
sackcloth and surrender people to the Gibeonites to assuage the anger of God. But um, basically, you know, the people, the people of God gave the tabernacle to for storage in in Gibeon, and um, you know they moved the ark to Shiloh, and the Bible says that. You know, there wasn't any Parat's words coming out of there. No breakthrough words. They were rare, which means they weren't happening. You know, when somebody says, well, it's pretty rare that we get this, it, it means, yeah, I don't even remember the last time we got one. And that should never have been said about the ark because, you know, Moses came in to the, or he led the people to the land, and they were supposed to drive out all the ites, which they didn't do, and they were supposed to have set up a framework, a base, to expand the kingdom into other lands. And they didn't do that either. And um, so the Tabernacle of Moses represented those two unfinished works. And um, really, it represented the partnership of grace between God and, and Moses. And um, so, you know, David wasn't permitted to build the temple, even though he saw what it was supposed to be, and God gave him vision about that. But um, he wasn't allowed to build the temple, and basically, I think it was because uh, you know, it says, thou art a bloody man. But, you know, again, sometimes we say that and who who was David bloody for? I mean, yeah, he did the thing with Bathsheba and Uriah the Hittite. That was bad. But then God turned around and blessed him and gave him the, the next king through that union. So um, David was the mighty warrior. David was the one who would go, was, was anointed and called to serve under Saul. He was the one that was the defender, the, 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 the mighty man. You know, he was the one who lopped off the head of Goliath and um, did all kinds of things that pleased the heart of God. But that's tabernacle of David mentality. And that needs to be when you break through into the new. But you have to have, you have, to have grace for mercy to be given. If you're not partnering in grace, then mercy is really not going forward in the way God wants it. Mercy comes to people who are partnering with God. Wisdom. Wisdom and revelation comes. And, um, you know, that whole discussion between Moses when he was up on the mountain and he said, God, you know, if I found grace in your sight, you know, I need you to do these things. And God said, you have found grace in my sight. And then he, he asked God if he could see him, his face up there, if he could see his glory. And God said, you know, you can't see my glory and uh, nobody's going to see my face and live. Now, some people say that and they, they speak before they think. You ever know anybody like that? Hopefully not any of you. And the Bible clearly says that God met with Moses face to face. He was a friend of Moses face to face. It says that several times. So it was not that God was saying, you know, you're not going to 
you're not going to be with my face. In fact, presence is the word for face. My presence will be with you. And But what God was really saying there is when you're partnering with me, when you're walking in my grace, what did God do? He, he positioned Moses in the cleft of the rock and covered him by his hand. That's a grace partnership. The hand represents partnership with God. The hand represents saying, I will begin with you and I'll go on through the process. But when we begin a partnership with God in grace, we cannot ask God to show us, okay, what are you going to do now? How many times have we said and known that when you partner with God's grace, by the time everything's all done, you you think, wow, I you know, I thought this was the way God was going to do it, but he did it in this way. He did it, but it was just in a different way than I thought. And that's what God was saying. God wants us to walk by faith. He was not going to show Moses everything that he was going to do. In fact, God says, my goodness or my tobe is going to pass before you, and I'll proclaim my name Yahweh. What's that mean? You are going to be walking according to what I have ordained, and you're going to walk in my tobe. But you're not going to be able to see me until after I've passed by, and you'll see my, my back parts. You'll, you'll be able to reflect on what I've done. That's a partnership of grace. And that's what we all live, and that was depicted there in Moses, and um, that's and you you know really that's what the uh, the time of truth and sonship is all about, the seventh day, where we reflect on what God has done and we look forward to the next coming opportunity for the new thing God is doing, and you rest in the presence of the Lord and you you welcome Him in that way. That's God's way, and that's all he was communicating there with Moses. But the grace partnership with Moses was basically unfulfilled when Solomon was taking the uh, the oath of office. You know, the people had not driven out the ites. They, they didn't. They were all still there. You know, there, there, was, there was just wickedness in so many corners of the land even through what David had done. You know, you had bickering, you had people that were, you know, other sons that were rising up for insurrection purposes. You had the kingdom divided. You had all kinds of things going on. And um, so that needed to be remedied. And then that partnership with grace that would lead to the establishment of the temple would then allow the tabernacles of David and wisdom to go forth. And we've said this before and taught this. David prayed a template type of prayer that the temple would be established, that the tabernacle would lead to the temple being established. Solomon, when he took office, he took that same template and he prayed from this temple, let tabernacles go forth. And that's what was supposed to happen. And But for it to happen, you had to have that covenant with grace upon which wisdom could be, could be known. And um, so Solomon had to rectify that. 
David was playing his part. He, he, he really did a, a wonderful work, and God loved him. Um, but really what God had wanted with um, the, the Peretz and the Peretz, with, uh, with uh, grace and then wisdom, with Saul and David or, you know, the, the generations partnering, that was very much um, uh, there were glimpses of it, but it wasn't established. So Solomon went, and he was in, in Gibeon, and he, he was directed by the Spirit to be there. And obviously this measure with the tabernacle of Moses, the sacrifices that were offered, the thousand or so, um, and then Solomon went to sleep, and a dream came, and God said, ask what you want. And from that point of grace, Solomon said, I want wisdom, because I need to know how to go out and come in. It wasn't just about because he was young. Um, God did a lot of things through young people. And um, yeah, in my opinion, he can do things through young people that a lot of older people won't do. So age really doesn't necessarily mean that you got it all figured out. In fact, so often, you know, when we when we transitioned into what we were to become as the Saints Network Church, there were a lot of older people who didn't really want to go along, both in this house and in denominational circles and and I, I pray that we never become that way as, as we become older. But, um, you know, sometimes people say, well, Solomon was just asking for that because he was young. Well, he was asking for wisdom built upon the foundation of grace, which was what was represented there through Moses. And um, God said, because you asked for this, <clears throat> I'm, I'm paraphrasing, I'm delighted and I'm going to give you wisdom, but with that I'm going to give you all these other things. And one of the things that I'm asking for in this new year, with uh, wisdom coming um, for the nations and all the commitments that we as a network have already made in reaching the world in obedience to the Lord, um, I'm asking that... <laughs> All of these provisions of, of, of financial provision and favor and, and the other things that God knows we need in order to accomplish what he's called us to do, that that will also come. But the primary thing, the primary thing is wisdom. And so um, I'm, I'm grateful that the Lord directed us that way. Uh, this weekend, he sure has been talking a lot about grace recently, and that that that's good because it is it is that partnership with the Most High for which we are <clears throat> extremely grateful, and um, I pray that. God will continue to take each of you into the deepest places 
um, of his spirit, places that he has ordained for you to function in and to function in in this hour. Um, the, the nearness of God is, has a different dimension to it than what I've been used to. And again, it's not to say that it's better because every step we've taken with him has been a gift of love from him. And, and it's always been precious to us. But there's a nearness. There is a, a commune that's, that's different from the things that we've experienced to this point. And um, uh, there's, there's a closeness and a, 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 a conversational kind of thing at all, at all times. And it's just it's just wonderful to to be able to know our God in that way. And I was reflecting back on several of the highlight moments in the history of the way God has formed us and many different visitations that were notable over the years and the way uh, we emerged from them and the expressions that we, um, that we offered in an attempt to describe and in an attempt to make tangible sense of it for the going forward. And, um, I, you know, there, there have been so many precious times, and the effect has been phenomenal. But that being said... Um, there is a there is a dimension of the heart of God that he is letting us sense and enter into that is just it's different it's 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 always been love it's always been a cherishing overwhelming moment but it's just different and even the things that you recognize in the heavens um, so many of them are known because of the number of times that we've been blessed to to perceive and in our service to God um, but quite quite honestly and directly uh, there are places that the Lord is opening to us well I could just say to from my perspective, that are that are brand new, large swaths of structures that are are basically empty, but are ornate and beautiful in their construction, and um, many different halls and um, venues that I believe God is opening. And um, it's for the purpose of us being able to welcome those that are that have been placed in gaps around this nation and in other parts of the world. Um, and I I know that 
there is um, there are times where I felt that in these places that as I pray in the spirit there in diversities of tongues and I declare the sprinkling of the blood that I am I am looking down into from that place at in the patterns in the heavens to what what I'm it's like priming the pump back in the old days some of you are old enough to remember that but priming the pump where you have to from above you you invest you sow into and then that stirs up what's what's in the depths and and I feel that in at least two of the places that we've that God has opened to us and um you know, and, and you know, there was a discussion in Sunday school about uh, the tree of life, and how that it bears twelve manner of fruits, and each each month or each passing of the moon, there is or the new moon, uh, with, that's the word that's used there. Um, there is a new fruit that this tree in paradise produces, and then the the leaves are for the healing of the nations. And I'm wondering um, if, you know, we're going to have to honor that in the next year, and God's going to direct us how to do that as a network without being gimmicky or weird. Of course, anything you do is going to be weird to people who aren't walking with you. But, you know, that's one of the things I just didn't want to, there's just too many, God has so many odd friends in there are just wide swaths of people that like just to do things because it's it's exciting and goofy, and I don't ever want to do that because what we're called to do is so peculiar anyway that we don't have to we don't have to doll up the peculiarities. So if we're doing something weird, you better know that I've processed it fifty times because I don't want to do things just to be weird. I know that can stir up the the weak minded and the as Jack Hayford used to call them, the small-spirited. But, um, yeah, I do know that we're supposed to do something regarding these fruits and these leaves. And and I think I think these leaves shed each month with the fruit passing because that's what happens after, a, after a, 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 a process of fruitfulness. And I, I think these things are going to begin to supply for these touch points in the heavenlies. And that will then be a a strengthening and a girding up of the saints in these theaters of operation. And I think that as we process the leaves, we're going to know with the wisdom of God and in our intercession how to access that to bring a quickening into the STEMI points that is beyond uh, any kind of effectiveness we've known. Now we've been blessed to utilize that to some degree, but it's it's a new it's a new thing uh, with this year of wisdom, and I really believe it's of the Lord. You know, when you go into paradise, um, and you know there there's a touch point, and I I've talked about this before. Since it's just the saints listening, I'm not trying to do anything that's sensationalistic but when there's an entry point into the heavens for every person who has died in the lord and it's kind of a 
it's at a juncture point where from your perspective you can go off to the left into the place of paradise where the where the river of life goes and there are many trees but this tree of life encompasses the roadway and 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 on either side of the river and it's 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 extensive because the root system is just encompassing it's beautiful it's like a it's like a canopy like in some of those old south plantations where you could see the the overhang but then you could also go to the right that enters up into the place uh, uh, near to where the the right of the throne is and it's it's there that you process um, where you acclimate you're changed into your heavenly body and it's there that you um, you know you you encounter the presence of God and um, it's it's a it's a wonderful thing but paradise with this tree is is something where you you see a lot of a lot of uh, you know a lot of commerce there not sale selling things but a lot of people walking and praying and there are little pavilions there you know there's one that the apostle paul loves to to spend time at and um you know there have been many times that the lord has shown him there and and i i realize that in so many ways we are partnering with the mysteries that were written and really the, the pathway that he had to go into the nations to the gentile churches i mean that's um that's a that's an apostolic calling and but you know i wonder if when this tree is producing this fruit and then these leaves if in some way well not not if it has to be the people from these regions who are the great they form much of the great cloud of witnesses who've gone on before um they they benefit from that and they are continually praying to god holy 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 for his his purposes his restoration to be done and you know they're not you know it's not necromancy it's not them looking down and telling aunt esther where you know the 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 hidden pages of the will are or you know there's no purgatory where you've got you know the the the, the catholic treasury of merit and when it meets that goal, these people are jettisoned out of the huskow, the heavenly huskow. There's none of that. You're either in or you're not. And um, But they are definitely wanting for God to fulfill what it is that they were supposed to be partnering with him while they were on earth. And it, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing um, to, to know that. And um, there's a thin line between the 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 the, the earthly and the and the spiritual. In fact, remember when we studied about um, Rofe and the Rapa and how you know there was that there was that judgment, uh, not judgment. There was there were those passages that speak about in that going into 
the the spirit realm and into where giants and are are and so you know that we were always we're surrounded you know our conversation is in heaven you know we're surrounded here on earth with spiritual things and um you know their their restoration is something that continues and so holy 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 goes on in heaven and you know it it's just really a it's an eternal work um but we while we're on this earth in this season this crucial time according to the timetable of god are being given the opportunity to partner with god in ways that none of these people who are in heaven had they just didn't because they weren't in the timetable that what they did was crucial for that moment if they were functioning and um um, you know, part of you know you're going to be rewarded for the things done in the body. The greatest reward there is not a mansion over the hilltop. Is is you what you've done here as saints? You will be rewarded in kind, and you will continue to serve the Father on the basis of what you've done. It's not a gospel of works, but the Bible speaks of these things. So. Don't throw out the principle because you don't understand it. You're you're going to continue to move and to minister. Now I don't know, I don't know how God does all that. He's the only one that could. But we're serving Him now, making ready in the heavens for what's to be done on earth according to the timetable of God. And um, we are praying at the throne we're praying in the temple of the tabernacle in my father's house there are many mansions that I, we're not so old. i've told you i go to prepare a place for you if i go i will come again you know we we perverted that into a rapture theology and and limited to that now we're all going to be caught away whether we die and are brought into the newness of life or the trumpet blows i believe all that I just don't know when it's going to happen. But that's not all there is. And we in the general church have limited what our responsibilities are as people of God to that moment. And what a travesty that's been. Because it's limited what we, what our perceptions of our responsibilities are while we're on this earth. So... Um, you can see a lot of these new places opening, and I believe that it's it's our privilege as saints, because we've been faithful in the things that have been led up to to this point, to um, to be able to partner with God now in a uh, what what can I say a breakthrough where God is rending the heavens where God is going down among the people and and seeing his kingdom come and his will being done in, in ways that are beyond what, what has been permitted to this point. Uh, we're going to see great um, expanse, great, great um, capacities and new theaters of operation while at the same time we're seeing the established measures um, begin to grow and develop and become strong. We're already beginning to see that. But um, um, our job now 
is to be very careful not to get ahead of God, not to lag behind, and um, but to be firmly settled in that place in his hand, in that location of grace um, where we're believing as as partners in our supplication for what God wants to do. Um, I, I just, I feel in so many ways excited, but in so many ways I feel the inadequacy of the moment because, you know, we need to continue to partner with Yahweh and as his tobe moves past that we don't allow anything to hinder us uh, that we don't allow anything to um, deter us or to discourage us but we we remain there in that place where God said you found grace in my eyes in my sight he said it to Moses for him that cleft of the rock represented um, that surrounding of grace, I believe, and his hand covered him. You know, my grace is sufficient. You know, the the encampment, the angels of the Lord encamp around us. And, um, you know, we're, we're in that cleft in so many ways, wherever we are, surrounded by the angelic and um, bolstered by God's grace, um, and and the prosuke that God's going to give, on a personal level, is is necessary. the the uh, The wisdom that God's going to give is absolutely necessary. The mercy that God's going to give the the chesed, not the racham. That racham is is that tender love and the compassion that God shows. But the chesed is kind of like a, a corporational wisdom uh, that, that God directs the people. We need all three of those. We need, we need to know, thus says the Lord, for this network as an army. We need to know individually the prosuke of God that comes from that grace partnership. And we need to know uh, that that overflowing of his wisdom where he continues to teach us, he continues to instruct us, he continues to supply us, he continues to give us the, those winds of direction and, uh, 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 and for us to have that line-upon-line measure of, of, um, of learning of him. Uh, we, we need that. So God is really... As I mentioned earlier, a couple of times, been emphasizing the the vitality and the depth of this grace place, this this grace partnership, and um, he has he's really opened up the treasury in the line upon line over the past couple of years, and been laying it out for us, hasn't he? I mean, these nuggets of truth and these nuggets of, of understanding and placement, it's, it's, all about, it's all about grace, that, that dimension of his vulnerability to partner with us. And, um, you know, I, I think that's why God was so expressive to Solomon when he came. And God just says, 
conversationally, what do you want? Um, this kind of you know you you think you think back on on the on the ask of me uh, teachings, where um, we talked about that that measure of the sha'al and uh, that intimate garment, the clothing that is a kingly kind of commune with God, and God says, ask of me. And um, I, I think that's great. You know, uh, in, 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 <clears throat> in Isaiah's day, the young king said, I'm not going to ask of God. In other words, I, I'm not going to enter into a grace partnership. I don't, I don't want that. And then, you know, the prophet said, well, I'm going to give you a sign. You know, a virgin is going to conceive. And he's going to provide the name Elohim with us. That's what God wants to do. We're living in that time. We're living in the framework of Sha'al. We're living in that grace partnership. And it is, it is a wonderful, it's a wonderful thing. It, it's, it's a wonderful wonderful thing and um we just need to we need to continue to walk in it and trust it and let god let god use us um i am i am so grateful for the kindness of god to open himself and to to welcome us into that partnership do we do we truly recognize what a privilege that is for the God of the universe to um, to let us walk in that? And, you know, that's the way it's going to be for eternity. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and truth came through him. Now the law came through Moses. And grace is what brought that law. We've we've seen that. God said, Moses, you found grace in my eyes. So Moses was moving in grace, but it was Old Testament grace. It was to one here and to one there. But grace and truth came through Jesus for all of us to be able to enter in to that place of grace and to be guided by the spirit of truth to to fulfill his ways you know truth is 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 the righteous vision truth is the fulfillment of the ways of god and when you're partnering in grace you you're partnering in that truth and when he's passed by you see it and you say oh how wonderful and then you look forward to the next to the next thing and i was reading about um in the in revelation about how in eternity it's going to be the throne of God and the of the Lamb. And I thought, well, now that some people would read that and they'd say there's two thrones there. You know, it really says the throne of God and the Lamb. So that right hand where he has where he's a stemmied is our place. It's the place of sonship. There's only one throne. And there's not a big lazy boy up there where Jesus is. That's That right hand is the gathering place. And throughout eternity, there's the throne of God 
and those who have entered into grace and truth through the Lamb, our elder brother, and we are to be Christ-like, and that's our place to begin to move with him and to fulfill what God wants. Wow, we've been, we've been all over the map today. I don't even know that I've offered much chit-chat today. Boy, it's kind of hard to chit-chat by yourself. How are you doing today, Ron? Oh, I'm doing okay. No, it's a little bit warmer today. Oh, yeah, it's nice. But sanctuary was much much warmer this morning in prayer. Yeah, it was a little bit nippy still. You know, it was you used a lighter prayer blankie, but um, I'm sure Teresa would still be wearing a, one of the big thicker ones, and maybe a couple of them. But it's warmer in there today. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good. I didn't even have to turn on the lighthouse heater down there. Oh, that's nice. I could proscuneo for a good long portion of time and get up and shake a bit and then get back down there. See, it's hard to chit-chat by yourself. I should have done different voices. Of course, then, you know, some of my voices, though, are formed from my many times of being trained in Warner Brothers cartoons. And the problem for that is, is that a lot of my voices would be deemed racist now. Because <laughs> I, I, I speak like any number of people groups, uh, the, 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 the typifying of them. So I, I just did just standard voice. So none of you would be, none of you woke ones would be triggered. <sighs> well, okay. So just to recap, tomorrow night, Wednesday night, live. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, a week from now is Thanksgiving Eve. A week from Wednesday is Thanksgiving Eve. I'm still trying to figure out what to do there because um, I know that a lot of people are busy and, you know, not very many people have been tuning into what I've been doing where I've recorded and or have come up here and I've done it live, and but we haven't had a service. So I'll figure out something and we'll announce it this Sunday. But um, it's hard to believe Thanksgiving time is already here. Uh, but we are in this month of uh, truth uh, and, uh, um, and wisdom and teacher-seer. What a great time to be in this month. I'm, I'm grateful for that. God sure has been showing us a lot of things. And, you know, and I do believe that what we shared on Sunday with... Um, the, the times that Solomon referred to grace in the book of Proverbs, that you would have an ornament of grace on your head and um, that you'll have life in your soul and grace to the neck. I'm up to my neck in grace. <laughs> grace to the neck so that you will not only have authority but that you will be submissive to God. You don't want to get you don't want to get stiff-necked in the midst of grace because what happens then is you fail in grace and you just bypass, you begin to stew in, in bitterness. The wisdom that's supposed to be coming you becomes um, soiled and, and it becomes corrupted and then a root of bitterness comes into wormwood and the end result is many are defiled. So we don't want that. We need grace to the neck. And uh, we need to remain uh, as those that are submissive to God in grace. And we need to know that 
through the purity of that mindset and that spiritual stance, the pureness of our heart, that grace would be evident from our lips. Now, out of the abundance of that heart of grace, let uh, the words proceed that are words of grace. Let your words always be that of grace, seasoned with salt, which really speaks about the fact that you've earned the right to say them. Salt was a salary. It was a precious quantity and um, a precious, precious element. And um, when our words of grace come, they have to be from the fact that we're partnering with God and we've, quote, uh, give me liberty here, we've earned the right to say them because we have walked in that grace. So, we release all of that to all of you. And um, I I hope that you are, you're, you're just blessed there wherever you, you're, you're listening to this. You know, I, I release healing. I release provision. I release wisdom and counsel. I release the, the strength of the Lord. Um, and I, I pray that, um, that you will <laughs> just be overwhelmed by this wonderful season where God is extending himself to you, that, that you'll, you'll just embrace and cherish that moment. And um, I pray that this will be a blessed time for you. So just one other point of, of duty. You know, normally Robin, it's usually Robin, Sometimes Haley, others help, but it's usually Robin. She will transition this broadcast into the archives. Um, it's not going to be able to be done till tomorrow now. So if you, um, if you by some chance, want to re-listen to this, you'll have to wait till tomorrow. And that's fine. But um, just that's just an FYI. All right, well, we're going to end the broadcast now just a couple minutes early. Hope you won't ask for a, a refunded portion of the price you paid. But um, I, I just want you to know that we're thankful for you. We're praying for you. And we ask that God would bless you. So we'll look forward to speaking to you again tomorrow night. Until then, blessings. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye.